Deuteronomy chapter 27 verse 1. And Moses and the elders of Israel commanded the people, saying, Keep all the commandment which I command you this day. Now Moses has actually been talking during all the chapters that we've read. This is all one huge speech. It could have lasted for days for all I know. But anyway, Moses is still talking. And he has to, because he's going to die very soon, and he knows it. God has already told him that he's going to die, so he needs to give all this information to the new generation before he leaves them. 2. And it shall be on the day when ye shall pass over the Jordan, unto the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, that thou shalt set thee up great stones, and plaster them with plaster. So they had plaster back then. They had everything that we have now. They had pavement, they had cement, they had plaster, a lot more than that too. Now, obviously, these would not be carved stones. They have to be natural, but they have to be massive boulders. 3. And thou shalt write upon them all the words of this law when thou art passed over, and thou mayest go in unto the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, a land flowing with milk and honey, as the Lord, the God of thy fathers, hath promised thee. Now, when they do cross over the Jordan after Moses is dead, they will obey this commandment, and they will get 12 massive boulders, one for each tribe, and write the law on the boulders and put them in a row on the opposite side of the Jordan. Apparently there are a couple of different places by the Jordan where there are stones erected there, but I'm not sure exactly which one is the right location of where those stones were left. 4. And it shall be, when ye are passed over the Jordan, that ye shall set up these stones which I command you this day in Mount Ebal, and thou shalt plaster them with plaster. Ebal is the mountain where they pronounce the curse if the people sin. And then the other mountain was Gerizim, and that was the mountain where they were to pronounce the blessing if the Israelites obeyed the Lord. It makes sense that the law would be on Mount Ebal, the twelve stones with a law written on them would be there, because if you disobey the law, you'll get cursed, so the law is a reminder of how you're supposed to live. The white plaster will allow the stones to be seen bright from a distance. 5. And there shalt thou build an altar unto the Lord thy God, an altar of stones. Thou shalt lift up no iron tool upon them. It has to be natural stones that are not carved. 6. Thou shalt build the altar of the Lord thy God of unhewn stones, and thou shalt offer burnt offerings thereon unto the Lord thy God. They will offer burnt offerings. Now that is offering of consecration. So it's probably going to be a burnt offering for each tribe. The stones are unhewn to show that they are totally dependent on God and what he has done. If they cut the stone, it shows their own strength, which is nothing. They want to honor God's strength, so they keep the stones natural. Now, pagan altars are always made of cut stone because Satan mocks and defies all of God's laws, and Satan wants to honor himself, not God. 7. And thou shalt sacrifice peace offerings, and shalt eat there, and thou shalt rejoice before the Lord thy God. After they do the burnt offering, which is total consecration, where God gets the complete offering, it's all consumed in the fire, then they offer a peace offering, which means they have been forgiven. Because when there's peace between you and God, it means that your sins are forgiven. You're no longer at war with him, and he isn't against you. So now you're friends, and you share food together. So they eat in the presence of the Lord and celebrate. 8. And thou shalt write upon the stones all the words of this law very plainly. 9. And Moses and the priests, the Levites, spoke unto all Israel, saying, Keep silence. 
And hear, O Israel, this day thou art become a people unto the Lord thy God. They need to be silent and just listen and just know that he is God. There's a Bible verse later, be still and know that I am God. Sometimes when you pray, you're just listening. You're just knowing who he is and you're listening to his voice instead of you doing all of the talking. 10. Thou shalt therefore hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God and do his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day. 11. And Moses charged the people the same day, saying, 12. These shall stand upon Mount Gerizim to bless the people when ye are passed over the Jordan. He's going to have half of the tribes on Gerizim and the other half of the tribes on Ebal. Half of the tribes will pronounce the blessing if they obey. The other half of the tribes will pronounce the curse if they disobey. And remember, the stones with the law are going to be on the mountain of cursing. We're cursed by the law because we've all broken it. We're blessed by the grace of God that cleanses us, restores us, forgives us, and gives us his power to resist sin. The ones who stand on the mountain of blessing are Simeon and Levi and Judah and Issachar and Joseph and Benjamin, those six tribes. 13. And these shall stand up upon Mount Ebal for the curse, Reuben, Gad, and Asher, and Zebulun, Dan, and Nephtali. The tribes that are on the mountain of blessing are the most notable tribes. Simeon was the second-born son who did not sleep with his father's concubine. The reason Reuben is on Mount Ebal is because he was cursed because he slept with his father's concubine. Levi is the priestly tribe that Moses and Aaron and Miriam came from, and they represent the priesthood of Jesus Christ. Judah is the royal tribe, so it's also on Mount Gerizim, because that is the lineage of Jesus Christ, and that is the kingly tribe, and Jesus is the king of kings and lord of lords. And Joseph and Benjamin were the two sons of Rachel, who was Jacob's favorite wife, and Joseph was the one who brought them to Egypt to save their lives from the famine, and Benjamin was his little brother, so they're also on the mountain of blessing. Some of these children are ones from the concubines, so they're they're of a lesser order. And then Reuben, for instance, got cursed because he slept with his father's concubine. 14. And the Levites shall speak and say unto all the men of Israel with a loud voice. 15. Cursed be the man that maketh a graven or molten image, an abomination unto the Lord, the work of the hands of the craftsmen, and setteth it up in secret. And all the people shall answer and say, Amen. This is a ceremony that they're going to have after they cross the Jordan. And this ceremony, it's going to establish the law and that they're all agreeing with it. 16. Cursed be he that dishonoreth his father or his mother, and all the people shall say, Amen. The first commandment is, I am the Lord your God, don't have a graven image. That's what verse 15 was about. And then the next, and then the other commandment is, respect your father and mother. So that's verse 16. 17. Cursed be he that removeth his neighbor's landmark, and all the people shall say, Amen. Because that's taking away the inheritance that God gave the Israelites, and he wants them to keep their inheritance. 18. Cursed be he that maketh the blind to go astray in the way, and all the people shall say, Amen. When you mistreat handicapped people, that's really evil. But it's also when you preach false doctrine to those who are lost in sin, because it'll keep them in sin. And this is the evil that we have going on today. We have those who are spiritually blind being taught by wolves and false prophets. 
and they remain spiritually blind because of all the false teachings that they're getting. 19. Cursed be he that perverteth the justice due to the stranger, fatherless, and widow, and all the people shall say, Amen. When you take advantage of the weak and the helpless, you have brought a curse into your life. 20. Cursed be he that lieth with his father's wife, because he hath uncovered his father's skirt, and all the people shall say, Amen. And that's sexual perversion. 21. Cursed be he that lieth with any manner of beast, and all the people shall say, Amen. And that causes confusion and prevents reproduction, and it is evil. 22. Cursed be he that lieth with his sister, the daughter of his father, or the daughter of his mother, and all the people shall say, Amen. That's incest. 23. Cursed be he that lieth with his mother-in-law, and all the people shall say, Amen. 24. Cursed be he that smiteth his neighbor in secret, and all the people shall say, Amen. There's a lot of sexual perversion, then murder. 25. Cursed be he that taketh a bribe to slay an innocent person, and all the people shall say, Amen. That's like hired to do a hit. 26. Cursed be he that confirmeth not the words of this law to do them, and all the people shall say, Amen. So if you go around saying, it's okay if I sin, it's okay if you sin, you are bringing a curse into your life. We should never tell people that it's okay to sin, because that keeps the blind blind. We need to tell people the truth, that the blood of Jesus can cleanse their lives, and that Jesus died so that their lives could be cleansed, and that they could walk in righteousness. And that concludes Deuteronomy chapter 27.